0: Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Welcome to your round 15 review. What a round of footy it was. A big week for forwards. It was a massive week for forwards this weekend. A lot of them in the team of the week. And let's read that team of the week out now. So, Ruben Garrick at fullback. I thought in the losing side, he had some great touches. Obviously scoring a try for himself as well. Heavily involved running for around 200 metres. Really big performance for Ruben Garrick in that side, so I had to put him at fullback. Joshua Car and Sione Katoa on the wings. Joshua Car having a big week for the Bulldogs, a big game for the Bulldogs this weekend. Passing game, kicking game, and running game all on point for Joshua Car. A big game for him. Try set up for Curtis Morin at the back end of that game running all the way to the other side of the field without being touched and then gets a short ball off to the back rower who just runs straight through the West Tigers' defense and scores. That was unbelievable, a really big game for Car and a big game for Curtis Morin as well, scoring on his debut game. I thought the other things he did, including his passing game, Curtis Morin was all right as well. So a good debut for him and a big game for Josh Car and then Sioni Katoa as well, running for a lot of metres, scoring a try and having a really big game in that one. We'll talk about that in a second. I had Aaron Shoop and Valentine Holmes in the centers. The effort Valentine Holmes is putting in for that Cowboy side is first class. He is sensational at the moment. sending up tries left, right, and center. He had an awesome game the other night in their very close win against the Manly Seagulls. And then Aaron Shoop in that last game against the West Tigers running for nearly 300 meters. And his passing game was unreal. He had a really good game, Aaron Shoop, in my opinion, and he definitely deserves to be in my team of the week. Matt Burton and Nathan Cleary in the halves, same as last week. Had to have Matt Burton there, had to have Nathan Cleary there. Cleary with an awesome... Awesome performance against the New Zealand Warriors in that big 40-6 win. And then Matt Burton, unreal kicking game. Two huge bombs, one setting up a try, one leading to them getting the ball back as well. Ofanoffa off of Luma, knock on. What about that for a tongue twister for you, Ofanoffa? Off of. I had Junior Paulo and Blake Laurie in the front row. Junior Paulo was sensational for the Parramatta Reels. A big game for him, running for 230 metres just about and really putting it to the Sydney Roosters in that big win. And then Blake Laurie really giving the St. George Illawarra Dragons a lot of momentum in that game against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Raymond Fatala Mariner and Ryan Madison in the back row. Raymond Fatala Mariner over the past few weeks, really waiting for him to click after he came back from that injury. But the other night, he clicked for sure. He was unreal. Pretty much breaking a tackle every time he ran the ball and really giving the Bulldogs some momentum and some meters. He was a true definition of a meter eater the other night. Really, really strong game for him. Uh, And then Ryan Madison there also in the back row in my team of the week. Big game for Ryan Madison. Really strong performance from him. Definitely deserves to be there. Patrick Carrigan at lock, 170-something meters. I think he had in a losing side. I thought he really carried his team around the park. Really big effort from Patrick Carrigan. And we can see why Billy Slater picks him in that Origin side. And then I had Ben Hunt, Joseph Tarpanay, Isaiah Yo, and Jason Tamalolo on the bench. In the reserves, I had Regan Campbell-Gillard, Royce Hunt, and Dali Cherry-Evans. That is a huge team of the week this week. Huge team of the week. 20 players in total. It was a big week for forwards. I actually forgot to talk about the hooker. I actually forgot to talk about the hooker that I picked in this side. Lachlan Croker. Sorry, I almost forgot about talking about the hooker. Lachlan Croker. He's the hooker in my team of the week. Two tries for him, getting the Manly Seagulls close to a win against the North Queensland Cowboys, who have been on fire at the moment. A really, really close and enjoyable game, which we'll talk about in a second. But as I said, it was a really big week for the forwards. Now, speaking of that big week, let's get into your round 15 review. The first game was the Dragons, very the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Watching this game, I was really disappointed in the first- first half, being a South Sydney fan myself, going down 32-0 at halftime. It was really heartbreaking. I thought we were going to get absolutely flogged. I thought it was going to be a Melbourne Storm v the New Zealand Warriors 2.0 where we get beaten by like 70 or something ridiculous. Luckily, we started playing some better football. Lockie Ilias went to the bench. Cody Nikarima moved into the seven. I think, We started playing a little bit more organized, but come to last tackle, it was just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Frantic, frantic, frantic. And we panicked a bit, and that's what sort of let us down. But we sort of started to get a bit more momentum, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, whereas... The St. George Illawarra Dragons were pretty much on point all game. They dropped off a little bit around the 50, 60-minute mark, uh, but I thought for the rest of the game they were really on point. Ben Hunt having a really big game. No wonder I had him in the team of the week before Nathan Cleary had his big performance. I think he is so underrated and so underappreciated, Ben Hunt. I think the little things that he does and the big things that he does go so unnoticed in that Dragons side. He puts in some huge performances from them, and it was a really, really good win from the St. George. Illawarra Dragons. Not only was it a big game for Ben Hunt, but it was a really big game for McKaylee Ravalao as well, scoring two tries in that game. He is just a beast, but... Then again, it was just South City, the really, really soft defense. Everyone was going in with arms. No one was really using their shoulders in defense. It was really, really soft. It was almost like watching under eights. It was really, really disappointing that first half. Then Jason Dimitro at halftime takes the boys in the sheds. and He even said it in that halftime interview, showing them the pride of the jersey. Uh, And Then they come out in that second half, play a little bit better, put 12 points on and that was really it for me. It was a really disappointing performance in the first half and I think that the first half sort of clouded the second. People were just looking at how disappointing and how soft really the South Sydney Rabbitohs were in that first half. Hopefully next week they can redeem themselves. They come up against the Parramatta Reels so it's going to be a much harder game for them. Hopefully the South Sydney Rabbitohs can at least keep it a tight game with the Parramatta Reels. As for St. George, a really, really good win for them. Next week, they come up against the Canberra Raiders. So that's going to be a really big game for them as well. Hopefully St. George can replicate this performance and really get inside Canberra's heads here. Hopefully can get another win. But as I said, really big performance from Ben Hunt and from Michele Ravalawa. Another little smoky to make the team of the week, but uh, I just didn't have him in there. Michele Ravalawa, Sioni Guitawa and Josh a were pretty much clinical and spot on. So couldn't really leave them out of that side, but a big performance there from Michele Ravalawa. Cody Ramsey, he is really, really exciting. He's a really exciting young prospect coming through, really quick, really dangerous in attack. I can't wait to see what happens for Cody Ramsey. He has got the young kid syndrome. He'll come in and he'll panic sometimes, but there's some really, really good signs from him, really good signs from him. As soon as they moved him to fullback, I... As I said last week, I doubted him at the start and then he came in and really proved me wrong, really proved me wrong and had some really good performances, Cody Ramsey. So definitely one to watch over the next few weeks. If you're a punter and you're looking for any-time try scorers for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, if you're a St. George fan and you're looking for your anytime try scorers, Cody Ramsey would be the way to go. He's just an absolute monster in attack and really dangerous in space. Uh, really good performance from St. George. Are unlucky for Seas. Hopefully they can come back next week and redeem themselves. The Seagulls v. the Cowboys was the next game and a really close one. I thought I was going to be 0 from 2, honestly. And then the Cowboys, last minute, get the win, 28-26. to 26. Really, really close game. I actually hated it being a lot further away. I had it being 30-12. to 12. I honestly had this game 30-12. to 12. That was my scoreline prediction at the start of the week. It was 28-26, only two points between them. Try scorers. Christian Tuipoloto having a really big game on the wing there, scoring two tries, but weren't most wingers. Uh, Lachlan Croker scoring two tries as well in the dummy half role. Big game for him. And then and then as we were talking about before, Ruben Garrick, a big week for himself as well. Really close game. Really close game between the Manly Seagulls and the North Queensland Cowboys. I think Manly are really pushing for that top eight spot. I think they're really, really pushing for it. And then as for the North Queensland Cowboys, Valentine Holmes obviously scoring two tries, one of those to win the game. Really big performance from Valentine Holmes. Huge performance from Valentine Holmes. Reese Robson as well. Great support play to get him a try in this game. I think he was honestly robbed of an Origin spot. It was rumoured that he was going to be in the side. He's put in some really big games over the past few weeks. Even to not be in the squad, I think he's a little harsh in my opinion. I thought he definitely deserved to be there. He was definitely one of the guys that I think definitely deserved to be in that squad, to be in the squad and be blooded in the squad. Even if he didn't play the game, I reckon he definitely deserved to be amongst it. Colony Lelu really starting to fit into that back row role. I think he was starting in this game as well. So big game for him in the starting back row role. He was originally an outside back and he's transitioned into that back row role and playing some really good footy there as well. But it was a really, really tight game, a really tight game. Cohen Hess getting a sin bin with only a minute to go. The funny thing was the Cowboys actually looked semi-shook as well starting off that game. Obviously, Scott Drinkwater nearly knocking on the ball off the kickoff as well, which was a big moment to start off that game, giving Manly a bit of momentum. Then Christian Peloto's first try in the ninth minute I thought was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable! A really big high kick that was going nowhere. Really turned something into nothing. Christian Peloto getting that first try, giving Manly a lot of momentum. So big, big game here and a tight one as well. And then we move on to the next game: the Storm v the Broncos. A lot tighter than I thought this one was going to be. I had this one tipped being thirty-six to eighteen. It was thirty-two to twenty. So not too far off. Not too far off, but a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I tell you what, if Melbourne are going this well now, and I know they're not to their best, but can you imagine what happens when Ryan Pappenhausen walks back into this side? They're going to be an absolute powerhouse, an absolute powerhouse, and I'm honestly scared to see that happen. I'm scared to see what happens when Ryan Pappenhausen eventually does come back from that injury. He was in the reserves, then he got COVID. Pretty unlucky there for Melbourne, but when he does come back next week, they're going to be unstoppable you cool. Even without Ryan Papenhausen though, they still managed to get the win here as we expected against the Brisbane Broncos. Corey Oates grabbing two tries in this game. Selwyn Cobo scoring one and then Ezra Mam scoring one as well. Tuika Mikamika, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, Dean Aremia scoring two tries and then Jerome Hughes scoring another try in this game as well. So big game before the Melbourne Storm. The completion and possession rates were quite even. Melbourne had 51%. Broncos had 49 percent. 82 percent completion for the Melbourne Storm and then 79 percent for the Brisbane Broncos. So pretty even for both sides. Melbourne obviously scored the first try but Brisbane were in the lead after that. Corey Oates scoring two awesome tries. Tyron Roberts I thought was quite good in the seven jersey. I think he's doing a great job filling in for Adam Reynolds. He had a pretty good kicking game during that game and a great passing game as well. He's been looking really good in reserve grade over the past few weeks coming into that game for the Brisbane Broncos he looked like he'd been there for ages he honestly fit into that lineup so well and I think he was the reason that they were in the lead the Brisbane Broncos at some stages in that game he was unreal Jerome Hughes as well the opposite seven great kicking game during that game and Scoring two tries in this one as well. His running game was superb. Really, really quick, Jerome Hughes. And he scored two great tries in that game. Melbourne Storm as a unit, I thought was really impressive. Just their passing game as a collective unit. All seeing plays and then all reacting to it. I thought that was a big game for Melbourne. Really starting to click as an entire unit. But I thought it was a great job from the Brisbane Broncos to stay in that one against the Melbourne Storm. A great job. To keep it nice and close. And speaking of close games, the next one, the Sharks v the Titans, way closer than I thought this one was gonna go. I had this one being at 38 to six. It was 18 to 10. There was only eight points difference in this game. Sione Katoa looked really dangerous and obviously went in for their first try. Matt Moyland going over and then Blake Braley obviously going in there as well for the Cronulla Sharks. The Sharks had more possession but completed at a lower rate and still won the game. So it was quite an even contest in my opinion. Quite an even contest. I thought the Sharks towards the middle of the first half looked really impressive. Really dangerous as well in this game. The Cronulla Sharks. Then the Titans, they sort of evened it out a little bit. Then it turned into a quite even low scoring game. Both teams completed completing 30 sets each. Sharks having around 8% more possession than the Titans did. I think that... The Sharks have the best running halves combination in terms of running halves. I think I would have to say that the Sharks have the best running halves combination in the comp. Not the best halves combination, the best running halves combination. Both of those halves in space are really, really dangerous. Matt Moylan and Nico Hines. Matt Moylan with a cheeky little step to score a try in that game, proving to us that he still deserves that six jersey for the Cronulla Sharks. Playing some really good footy over the past few weeks. So is Nico Hines and a well-deserved win for them, but a scrappy one in my opinion at that. I think if the Sharks are to contend with those top four, top eight teams, I think they are going to have to win games by a bit more. I think they're going to have to put some more points on these bottom sides, especially on a side that is about to get the wooden spoon. But anyway, a win's a win. They're lucky to get that win there. The Cronulla Sharks, a really decent game to start off and Really, really dangerous looking still. They still look really dangerous. I think, to be fair, the competition is way more even than we've ever seen it over the past few years. Teams are starting to compete with each other from the bottom and the top eight. So, I think we have a really interesting next few weeks lined up of footy to really see who those top eight and top four sides are. We move on to the next game where it really shows us who those top four sides are. The Penrith Panthers, definitely one of those, smashing the New Zealand Warriors, 40-6. to I predicted, now this was huge for me, I predicted 42-6, to I was off by two points, 40-6 to was the end scoreline in this game, Nathan Cleary having a pretty much masterclass in this one, playing some really, really good football, Brian Toto scoring a double, and then a lot of try scorers around the park for the Penrith Panthers in that 40-6 scoreline. Dylan Edwards out the back for the Penrith Panthers was sensational, 209 meters, 48 post contact meters, four tackle breaks, one line break, a line assist, an offload, eight tackles, only one miss. So big game for Dylan Edwards. Nathan Cleary, we talk about the big game that he had, 135 meters and then 318 kicking meters, so heavily involved in this game. I can't wait to see him fired up and ready to go come origin time. He is going to be a really dangerous thought, a really dangerous thought for the Queensland Maroons. Brian Toto also having a big game for the Penrith Panthers on the wing with 217 metres, 88 post-contact metres and two tries. So big game for the Penrith Panthers. Disappointing for the New Zealand Warriors. I didn't really expect them to do too much. In fact, I pretty much nearly predicted spot on this scoreline. Hopefully over the next few weeks, we can see the New Zealand Warriors starting to compete with some of those lower sides and getting some wins on the board. I really want to say that for the Warriors, especially with what they've done for us, what they've done for the game pretty much over the past few years. I really think they deserve to be higher up on the ladder. I really think they deserve to be winning some more games so hopefully over the next few weeks they can start doing that but a big win there for the Penrith Panthers the next game was the Sydney Roosters taking on the Parramatta Reels, and the Parramatta Reels winning 26 to 16 i predicted 30 to 18 26 to 16 was much closer than i thought it was going to be 10 points the difference Joseph Sawali getting a double in this game to Benua, scoring like I predicted he would. Wink, wink. I knew he was going to make up for that knock-on last week when he was about to score against the Melbourne Storm. He goes in and scores a try for the Sydney Roosters against the Parramatta Reels this week. Uh, and There was a really good performance from the Parramatta Reels, though. Mike Acevo also going in for a try in his second game back in the NRL, making up for last week, obviously, when they got smashed by the Dogs. But a great win for the Parramatta Reels. will give them a bit more confidence when they go into next week against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, which I think for them is a very winnable game as well. So it'll give them a bit of confidence going into next week, the Parramatta Reels, and a good win for them at home. unexpectedly played himself into a Blues squad jersey. As good of a player as he is, I didn't really expect him to be in that Blues squad. He's a fantastic player though and he had a really good performance scoring a try, setting up a try, 153 meters, 38 post contact meters, one tackle break, one line break and offload, four tackles, two missed. I thought it was a really good game for Ryan Madison, 33 tackles and only two missed for him, running for 104. 42 meters, and he's 61 minutes on the field. Oregon Kafusi also had a big performance coming off the bench for the Parramatta Reels as well. 135 meters, 41 post-contact meters, 11 tackles, 3 missed in 32 minutes of football. So pretty impressive performance from him as well in that game. Oregon Kafusi, but if there's anyone we got to praise from this game, anyone we got to praise, it has to be Regan Campbell Gillard and Junior Paulo. Junior Paulo ran for 229 meters, 103 post contact meters, four tackle breaks, one offload, 23 tackles, three missed. And then Regan Campbell Gillard, 215 meters, 95 post contact meters, one tackle break, one offload, 24 tackles, three missed. Raid Marnie, 44 tackles, 5 missed. Really big effort from Raid Marnie in the dummy half roll. In terms of the defensive effort, that is huge. Will Pennicini as well, 26 tackles, only one missed. For the Sydney Roosters, obviously, Joseph Suwali deserves a big shout-out, scoring two tries, 134 metres, 30 post-contact metres, 10 tackle breaks, three line breaks, and then the other winger in Daniel Tupo, 164 metres, 72 post-contact metres, four tackle breaks, one offload. And then to go on from that, a really big performance from the back line here, James Tedesco. 138 meters, 32 post contact meters, and six tackle breaks. So big performance from the back line, the Roosters' back line here. Drew Hutchinson didn't go too bad in the halfback jersey, I thought. Him and Sam Walker did an equal amount of kicking, uh, kicking for around about 500 meters between them. And then C.O.C.Y. Takeo as well, 156 meters, 55 post-contact meters, three tackle breaks, 44 tackles, and zero missed. 44 tackles and zero missed. Big effort there from C.O.C.Y. Takeo, big game from him. Lindsay Collins as well, 47 tackles and zero missed. Huge effort for Lindsay Collins. Sam Verrills, 40 tackles, one missed. Uh, Angus Crichton, 39 tackles, three missed. Satili Tupanua, 41 tackles, four missed. For a losing side, I reckon the Roosters did quite well considering they did beat the Parramatta Reels last time. Moving on to your Super Sunday of football. It was the Raiders v. the Knights. Again, another game that was much closer than I thought it was going to be. 20-18 Twenty to eighteen was the score. Added to being twenty-four to six, it was twenty to eighteen. Nick Kotrick, Matt Timico, Xavier Savage, and Hudson Young went over for a try. Kurt Mann, Matt Croker, and Edric Lee also went over for a try in that game. Two out of four goals kicked for the Canberra Raiders. Three out of three for KP. Really, really decent game and a really close one. A really entertaining one. Both depleted in the halves department. Obviously, the Canberra Raiders are missing Jack Whiten due to COVID-19. And then the Knights were obviously missing Jake Clifford to unknown reasons there. I'm not sure whether he was injured or taken out of the side late, uh, but Adam Clune came in and played there instead. Kurt Mann for me was unreal. He went over for a try, 101 meters, 35 post-contact meters, one tackle break, one line break, 44 tackles, only five missed. Big game for Kurt Mann. David Clemmer in the front row putting in some great performances for the Newcastle Knights at the moment. Another guy that I think is quite underappreciated. 161 metres, 63 post contact metres, one tackle break, 30 tackles and two missed. Big performance from him. Chris Randall, 53 tackles and three missed. Big performance from him as well. Jacob Saifedi off the bench, 115 metres, 46 post-contact metres, 31 tackles, and then zero missed. Big performance from him. Matty Croker. 25 tackles, 4 missed, and a try in that game. It was a really good effort from the Newcastle Knights, but Hudson Young obviously scored a try to seal the deal there for the Canberra Raiders, letting them win 20-18. And then we move on to the last game of the round, which started off as a very close one. Halftime, I think it was 12-6. And then for about thirty minutes straight in the second half, the Bulldogs just blew them off the park. Jeremy Marshall King scoring a try, Jake Avarillo scoring two, Jacob Carraz going over. Curtis Morin going over for a try as well on debut and then Aaron Shoup going over 6 from 6 goals kicked from Matt Burton in what was a game that pretty much sealed the deal for him to play Origin really big game there from Matt Burton no wonder he's in the team of the week David Offaluma and James Taumo the unexpected one going over for a try none of the anytime try scorers that I picked for the West Tigers went over David Nofaluma I did not pick I should have picked but I didn't pick uh, and then James Taumo I don't think anyone would have really picked him. Two out of two goals kicked from Luke Brooks as well. So pretty good day. In terms of the goal kicking there, really good game from the Bulldogs. Aaron Shoop, 293 metres, 61 post contact metres. What a game for Aaron Shoop, Heavily involved in that win. Jake Avarillo, though, was sensational. 106 metres, 17 post contact metres, three tackle breaks, one line break, one offload. And then two tries. Two unbelievable tries at that for him in that game. Matt Burton was really the needle in the coffin for me. He was best on park for sure. Didn't really run for many meters. Kicked for 298 himself. He ran for 99 meters, 7 post-contact meters, 2 tackle breaks, 19 tackles, 4 missed, and then a whopping 298 kicking meters Big kicks in that game. Huge kicks. He took 10 kicks in total in that game, and they were massive. Huge, huge bombs. One of them leading to a David Nofaluma knock-on. Max King having a big stint in this game as well. 198 metres, 64 post-contact metres, one line break assist, 28 tackles with only three missed. 30 tackles, two missed for Josh Jackson as well. So really decent effort here for the Bulldogs. Even Kyle Flanagan, 23 tackles, one missed. Big effort from the forwards, big effort from the forwards. Big effort from the Bulldogs as a whole. They're really starting to click. They are really starting to click and really starting to get in sync as an ensemble. I think the Burton and O'Car combination is really going to be a combination of the ages. It is really starting to click and it really looks good. I tell you what, the Bulldogs could definitely challenge for a top eight spot. If they beat some top eight teams over the next few weeks like they did to the Parramatta Eels. they could really challenge for a top eight spot. And once they get there, they're going to be a really scary team coming finals time. feel a bit sorry for Alex Twall in the first 60 seconds of that game. He got ruled out with a concussion, fully knocked out, like fully knocked out. It was really, really bad. Had to be taken off in the first minute of the game. He looked all right in the sheds after it though. So hopefully, hopefully Heath is back for the West Tigers come next week. To be honest, at the back end of that game, I thought it was a really courageous effort from the West Tigers with their defense. I thought the defense in the last few minutes really switched on. They obviously got a tiny little taste of momentum, obviously, with James Tamo going over for a try which again, no one picked. I'm telling you right now, no one would have picked that. But that was a really awesome and entertaining game of football to watch. And just watching Matt Burton grow as a player and start to form these combinations in that Bulldog side it is going to be a really scary thought come finals time. I'm warning you that now it is going to be a really, really scary time come finals time. Now that's your review done, let's look at the tips this week. It was 7 out of 8 yet again. I'm always one off. Obviously, with the South Sydney Rabbitohs going down to the St. George Illawarra Dragons, I'm pushing for an 8 out of 8 next week. Hopefully, it comes. I got every other single tip right. I got the North Queensland Cowboys over the Manly Seagulls, the Melbourne Storm, the Sharks, Penrith, Power Canberra, and the Bulldogs all right. The only one I got wrong was, unfortunately, my own South Sydney Rabbitohs. Looking at the NRL Fantasy side, the score was 8.51 this week. Not too good again. Ruben Cotter wasn't playing. Had a few players score some lower scores than what they usually do. I have no trades left. I wasted all my trades. I'm a bit guilty of that. I will put my hand up and say I'm a bit guilty of getting too excited with the trades and then wasting them all come origin time. Still happy though with 8.51, looking forward to next week. Shifting around the side, hopefully Ruben Cotter's back next week so I can get some more points for NRL Fantasy. But there you go, guys. That was my round 15 full review.